0: This is Agatha Brewer, and you're listening to the Intentional Solopreneur Podcast, the show about how to launch and grow a successful service-based business. In each episode, I show you how to build a business on purpose, one that lights you up, keeps you inspired, and helps you make a bigger impact on the world. I share both marketing strategy and my best mindset tips to help you get the clarity and confidence you need to succeed as a new business owner.
1: Hi there, it's Agatha Brewer, and you're listening to The Intentional Solopreneur. So um, if my voice sounds a little raspy today, it's because I had a bunch of people over last night, my husband and I, through a dinner party to celebrate the end of summer. So I hope you're having a great summer wherever you are, or maybe it's even winter if you're uh, international, Um, maybe in Australia, (laughs) I'm thinking. But anyways, um, today I have something special for you. Um, Earlier on this year, and even recently, I've been working on updating my Launch With Ease program that I Um, use with my private clients, my one-on-one clients. Uh, But I thought I would share something that I recorded uh, for that program because I thought it would be pretty valuable uh, to my podcast listeners. So if you've been listening to my podcast, thank you. I really appreciate it and I hope you've uh, found it valuable. But I wanted to share today about uh, how to know if your marketing strategy is working or strategies, plural, and how much time to give your marketing strategies and also um, basically how to figure out if it's time for you to make a change or to make a pivot. So uh, this is an excerpt from my Launch With Ease program um, and you can... Find out more information about that program on my website, agathabrewer.com, if you're interested. It's specifically meant for new entrepreneurs who are uh, in the beginning stages of launching their business and also for people who have already launched uh, but who are having trouble uh, signing clients or growing their business. So check that out at agathabrewer.com. Forward slash launch with ease if you want more details on that program. But without further ado, uh, I hope you enjoy.
0: All right, so I thought
1: I would record a little segment on how to know if your strategy is working and when to pivot if um, it's not. So I get asked this question a lot. I think it's because I have a marketing background. So. Um, People have come to me and have asked me, you know, how long should I give a marketing strategy uh, before I decide that it's not worth my time? Um, And so I'm going to try to be as honest as possible here so that you know what to expect, especially if you're just getting started in your business um and you know i may give some examples that may or may not be relevant to you but i think there's a lot of like common truths that uh go along with marketing and as long as you're willing to put uh your investigator hat on uh you should be fine so it really doesn't matter what marketing strategy you pick because obviously that's going to be individual to you and your business Um, but it's more about looking at the data, looking at whatever results you may have, even if that's limited, um, and then trying to decide whether it's worth your time and energy and, um, in either optimizing that marketing strategy or, you know, pivoting to something else. So here goes. So I think the first thing, uh, you want to realize, especially if you're just getting started in your business, no matter what your marketing strategy is, you've got to give it time. I think a lot of us come into um, entrepreneurship thinking that, you know, I will, at least I did, I had these preconceived notions that, you know, I'd start my business, I'd come up with my marketing strategy, maybe there were a couple things that I would do, And I'd immediately get clients. And I don't want to burst your bubble, but that's not—it's usually not the way it happens. And you know, it's—it's a hard pill to swallow. Um, So I'm just being honest. Um, Even somebody like me with a marketing background, over 15 years of marketing experience, um, it's still tough. It's not easy because there's a lot more competition out there than there used to be. You know, uh, there's a lot of online businesses. There's a lot of online. Um, in my case, coaches, business coaches, there's, there's a ton of competition out there and everything that you do is like more scrutinized than it, it used to be. Uh, back in the day, if you started a business like 10, 15 years ago, you might have not even had to have had a website, but now like everybody has one. So it's just, there's a lot of, um, it, it can be overwhelming to be online as a service provider, because there's a lot of options out there and, um, clients are probably, you know, being a little bit more picky than they used to be because there's just more of it. Um, so you just have to know that going in. And then on top of that, you know, when you're first getting started in your business, you might not have everything figured out. And I think like you have to look at, what stage of business you're in. If if you've been doing this for a while and you know exactly who your ideal customer is and you know exactly what you're offering them and what you're selling them, then obviously you have to take that into consideration when you look at how long you wanna try a marketing strategy. But if you're just getting started and everything is trial and error and everything is like a learning experience for you, then you've gotta take it as that, as a learning experience. And if something doesn't work out, That's not the end of the world. It just means that you probably need to change a few things and you just have to like kind of dig in more to try to figure out what didn't work. And it can be a lot of things. So I'll mention some of those. So for example, around the stage of business you're in, like if you're just getting started and you're trying to do like a webinar funnel, maybe you should wait on that (laughs) until you've really figured out um, like everything there is you need to know about positioning yourself and you, you've you had like a couple client successes that you could have testimonials for. So I think that's the other problem is with new entrepreneurs, a lot of them, especially if they don't have a marketing background, um, they may go out there and see a business coach telling them to. You know do this fancy funnel or do a webinar or do like a three-day workshop but they have like no clue how to set that up and beyond the technical piece of it they're not even sure like who they're selling to or they haven't done the work to figure out their niche or their messaging they haven't worked with many people so like you need to have those things in place in order to be able to sell something like you know for example an ad like When I read an ad from a coach maybe that I want to work with or just any service provider, I'm not just reading the ad. I go look out on their Facebook page. I see how many reviews they have or how many um, clients they've worked with or how big their business is, and that's helping me make my decision. So if you don't have all of that as, like, proof – and social proof that you, uh, know what you're doing is going to be hard for you to do that kind of strategy. So I think some people forget that. And, you know, I'm calling myself out too. I've done it too. Like I, in the beginning I was, I ran some ads and I was like, Oh, let me just run this. I know how to set it up. Let me do it. But then I realized like, I'm not really at the place in my business yet to be doing that. And that's fine. And it's, not always a fun thing to realize, but it's good to realize before you spend a lot of time, energy, and money on it. Um, And also there needs to be like systems in place in order for you to be able to do those things. So that's kind of like my little preamble (laughs) to this conversation. So um, first of all, figure out if your strategy that you've chosen is actually right for the stage of business you're in. You know, if you're just getting started, word of mouth is obviously a good place to start or, um, things that are more like one-on-one versus like one-to-many. So, you know, maybe you don't want to launch a group program. I mean, if you're gung-ho on that, you can absolutely do that. And you don't necessarily have to start with one-on-one work, but That's going to be more complicated. So you need to know that going into it. And, you know, you have to sell to multiple people instead of one person at a time. So you just have to be aware of that. And then as far as um, your overall strategy, whatever it is that you're, you know, working on, you know, maybe you have one or two different marketing strategies, you want to basically collect as much data as possible from the very beginning. So let's say you've got, um, I don't know, I'll use an example of a lead magnet. like So maybe you've created a PDF or a download or an audio um, file that that people can sign up for and opt in to uh, your email newsletter. So in terms of data you want to be looking at, are people clicking on it? You know, are they landing on your page in the first place? Like the landing page that you've built, are they, uh, filling out your form? Have they downloaded the asset? Once you've sent them either like an autoresponder email or, um, the link, you know, on your actual sales page, it depends. Yeah. Not sales page, but landing page depends how you do it. And then after all of that, are they converting to, uh, you know, a customer? Or even before that, are they booking a sales call with you? So if all of those things aren't happening, where's the gap? Where are they falling off? You know, maybe you have a good conversion rate on your form um, and somebody downloads the content, but then nothing's happening after that. So like, those are the kinds of things that you're going to have to look into and that usually means you've got to like look into some analytics, you know, if you have obviously an online presence, if you don't have an online presence, the easiest thing you can do is when somebody does book a call with you or when somebody even reaches out to you on social media, you know, maybe let's say they haven't booked a call with you, you can just ask them like where they found you first, you know, maybe social media wasn't where they originally found you. Maybe they found you, uh, for example, maybe you wrote a guest blog post and they read about you there and then they found your, you know, Instagram handle or Facebook, um, whatever it is. So you want to know where people are coming to you from because that'll help you decide, you know, which marketing strategies you should be doing more of so you know it's it's complicated because there can be multiple sources that people are coming to you from but for example like i have a podcast so or i have a quiz that i created so like i can tell when somebody has taken my quiz uh to figure out like the marketing strategies that they should maybe try um or i can see some analytics on my podcast so like If I were to collect more data on that, then I would know which things are actually working best in my business and what marketing I should spend more time on and what maybe isn't so, you know, relevant or is just like a waste of time. So you're going to have to be a little bit uh, creative and figure out like where people are coming to you from and of the things that you've already tried what's happening, you know, if nobody's coming to your, your landing page, then that tells you most likely that you're not doing a good enough job in promoting that landing page. Like you're not putting it on social media enough. Maybe you need to run some ads to that page. Um, there's, you know, maybe you just need to tell more people about it. If, if you're not there yet in terms of like paid, um, media maybe like it's an organic strategy you want to do so you just need to like be your own brand ambassador and talk about that thing more often or the other issue could be that uh, maybe you're just not doing a good job pitching whatever it is that you want people to download like what are the benefits to them of this piece of content not just like what's in it but like why should they be downloading it in the first place? So those are the kinds of things you want to look at. Um, and if somebody does download your piece of content, I'm just using that as exa- example because it's easy. Um, what happens next? If they're not uh, booking a call with you, why is that? Is that because you haven't created like any kind of email nurtures or a, like a drip program is what it's called to try to convert them into a customer? Or if you do have something like that set up, what's happening there? Um, So, I mean, obviously this this, uh, opens the door to a lot of different questions, but these are the kinds of questions you need to be asking yourself to try to figure out what's not working. And then if you look at all of this, like let's say you've even gone to Google Analytics, which is a super powerful tool, um, and you know what, you know, page they've landed on and you see that people are falling off and you you haven't be, been able to pinpoint um, anything, then that's probably the point where you might have to decide to stop doing that or, or make a change. Um, like if you have access to Google Analytics for your website, you can most likely see uh, what journey people are taking. You can go on, on your entire website and see what pages, uh, people are dropping off on. And there's something called through traffic that you might want to look at to see, and you can actually like, it'll visualize it for you. So you can see a graphic of, you know, here's my homepage. Here's a, you know, the other pages on my website Um, you can even run like advanced reporting where you point to a specific landing page and see what traffic is coming in through that page and where they're going. And that's getting a little bit more advanced, but there's a lot of cool stuff you can, you can take a look at. And obviously everything that you come up with is like a hypothesis that you need to test. Um, but you can easily visualize like what's happening and why that might be happening. and kind of dig in more uh, when you see something that looks a little odd or that you want to like look into more. Um, and, and sometimes it's just a matter of like, for example, like I've seen a lot of sales pages where they're promoting an offer and it's like missing something that I want to know about as a, as a consumer. And you won't know those things until you actually test the page and see how it converts And the other side of that is sometimes it's just like overwhelming, like there's too much information. And I've definitely been like, that's (laughs) the side that I usually go to like some like when I've promoted my program in the past, like there was just too much. And I think I lost a couple people just because like the page was too long. And I over explained certain things. So you may need to look back at what you're actually putting out there in your marketing. So if it's a landing page or if it's like even a social post, uh, people have short attention spans, so you got to like really hook them. And some people will stick around and read your entire post if it's like multiple uh, scrolls, but a lot of people won't. So you just have to kind of understand who your ideal customer is and how they kind of think um, and so obviously everybody's different, so you can't always um, cater to every single person, but you you over time you'll figure out, you know, which type of post or which kind of content like works best for your audience. And it's gonna be individual to the audience that you go after because there you know, it depends on what your business is and it depends on what problem you solve. So I can't really give you like specific advice for that. You're just going to have to see over time, which of your posts perform the best. And like, you know, for Instagram, for example, you, if you have a business account, you can look at the insights section and you can actually learn which posts have the most engagement and you can like look into that data over time and see what's working for you and what maybe you should be doing more of versus the things that don't work. So, you know, it's really about looking at all of that information and trying to make informed um, decisions slash guesses about what may be going right and also wrong in your marketing. And this is like very much... um, it's trial and error. Nobody knows how to do this exactly right from the very beginning. Even if you have a marketing background, like myself, like, there's still a lot to look at. And there's still a lot to learn in your own marketing. And it really just takes time and the willingness to look at what you're doing with a little bit more of a critical eye and not to like, you know, uh, you don't want to be overly critical because you'll never do anything. (laughs) So all of the perfectionists out there, I'm talking to you, but, um, you want to look at it from, you know, pretend that your job is, uh, you're a marketing manager and you're looking at the, you know, uh, ROI of your campaign, you know, you want to put that hat on and see where you can optimize what you're doing because Most likely, you're going to be spending some money on whatever you're doing in marketing. So you want to make sure that whatever you're doing is working for you and actually bringing you um, clients. And for those of you who are a bit more technically inclined, when you're setting up your marketing campaigns, um, you can actually create what's called UTM codes for Google Analytics, so this is a little bit more of an advanced strategy, Does, doesn't always need to be done. Um, but if you're like further along in your business and you're really trying to figure out where people are coming to you from and how they're landing on your website, this is the way to go. This is what marketers do, uh, you know, full-time marketers. So like a UTM code, I'll just try to explain it in layman's terms it's basically tracking the sources of where people are finding you. Um, so there's a whole way of setting it up. Uh, and there's a lot of like um, online uh, resources that you can find um, where basically you create a source, a medium, um, and you can even track down to the actual content uh, that you're promoting. Um, for a specific uh, like piece of content, for example, or whatever it is that you're promoting. So when somebody lands on your website, if you look for that UTM, um, you can actually know for a fact that they came from a specific website, for example. So let's say, um, you worked with some, you know, worked, uh, on a piece of content and you promoted it on a different website. If you have a UTM code on that, and of course, you know, you'd have to get approval to do that. Um, then you, once that person lands on your website, you'll know that they came from that specific source. So that's like super valuable information, uh, for you to kind of figure out which, marketing uh, strategies are working for you and you can even go down to like individual emails that you send if you want to go that far obviously it takes time to do that and energy Um, but if you want to know like uh, which email in your nurture converts the best and which one uh, turns into sales you can actually find that information um, through a UTM code. And, you know, it's not something I do, but I know how to do it. So if I wanted to get that granular about it, I could. And you can even, you know, pull reports on specific UTMs. And usually it's like the source um, or the medium that uh, you're looking for. And you can see how long people stayed on your website and did they um, convert. If you set up goals in Google Analytics, you can figure out You know, did they spend X amount of time on your uh, services page or did they, um, you know, book a call with you or whatever the goals are that you set up. So it's actually really powerful. It takes time to like learn about it and learn how to set it up. Um, But once you've done that, you actually have access to a lot more data And if it's something that you, you know, do a lot of in terms of like, if there's a specific marketing um, program that you run or campaign that you do like annually or, you know, over the course of the year, it's really good to know if the money that you're spending on that specific thing is actually converting into anything, or if it's bringing, you know, visitors to your website, like this is the way to know that it's actually that. And it's not necessarily a hypothesis anymore. It's you know, real hard data. So I, I wanted to mention that. Obviously, you've got to like do a little bit more research to figure out how to do it. Uh, it's not that difficult, really, to do the UTM part of it. And it's good to, if you're doing something like that, to track it. Like to have a grid where you create all your UTM codes so that you've got it all in one place when you're trying to figure it out later. Because there's no way you're going to remember all of the different codes that you've created unless you've only done one. You know, um, and so. It does take a little bit of effort, but it's, I think, worth the effort if you're going to do something like that. So I wanted to mention that. And another thing um, I'm going to mention is the other kind of misconception out there outside of the fact that, you know, marketing, you know, is all you have to do and like you just turn it on and it works like because that's a huge misconception is um, basically the way marketing works these days and online marketing specifically is people need to see your brand or your content about seven times and really in like kind of digest it um, before they decide whether or not they want to work with you. And like, that's just an estimate out there. It could be even more than that. So you know if you think that one piece of content is going to make you a sale, good luck. <laughs> I mean, it it can, it's possible, but a lot of the times you need to be very consistent with your message, with your marketing, with your the way you talk about your offers because even somebody who is interested in working with you, if you're selling something for more than like $10, which I'm sure you are, um People need to trust you. And it's called no like and trust factor in marketing. I didn't coin that. Uh, It's a well-known saying. Um, I think it was Bob Berg uh, who wrote that in, in his book about sales. But basically what you're doing over time is nurturing people. So if somebody lands on, let's say, one of your social profiles, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever, they're not necessarily going to buy from you the first time you put out a piece of content. I mean, ideally that would happen, but most likely it's not going to be that way. Even if there's somebody who is like pretty ready to buy, they're still going to be doing research. um, And most likely whatever you're offering, like let's say it's like a one-on-one service, there's a pretty high price tag attached to that usually. So you know, even if they are in the market for whatever you do, they're still going to take their time to research unless like they really don't care about their money. And you know, like it's pretty unlikely that somebody would just hand over their money with like zero research into you. So most likely their journey is going to take a few steps. And so maybe they read that piece of content or watch that video or listen to something that you created some audio, whatever, right And then the next day, they may read one of your emails that you send them or um, you know, maybe you have like a freebie that you created that that then you send an email so they may open that. Um, and they may be kind of passive for a while. like they're they're active in the sense that they're reading your content, but they're not necessarily like, converting into a customer or taking the next step. But the more that you stay in front of them, the more likely it is for them to then take the action that you want them to take, your desired action. So, you know, in marketing, it's called the call to action, CTA. So let's say they continue reading your emails and the fourth one that you send them, it could be weeks from now, They open that one, they read whatever your message is, and then they click on a button and boom, you've got a sales call or you might even have a customer if you're like maybe selling a course or something that's like a lower ticket. So like in your mind, you may think that that email is what triggered that action, but actually they've been in your database. They've seen you maybe on social media where they initially found you. Um, And there could be other things that you've done in your marketing. Maybe they've, you know, visited your website or maybe they've read a blog post that you um, did or you were on a podcast. So like all of those things are working together in order to uh, actually, you know, create that sale. So for you to say that it was this email that closed the sale, it's not completely accurate it it's called multi-touch attribution in marketing so uh if you have a marketing background you may understand that but basically there's multiple touch points there's multiple ways people can find you there's multiple ways that you can connect with them so it's a little bit more complicated than you know somebody landed on my website and then they filled out a form Um, because how did they get to your website right What did they see in the meantime? Did they come back to your website after, you know, maybe following you on social media? So there's a lot of factors. So you've got to keep that in mind when you're working on your marketing um, and just be careful to not completely shut off something that you're doing because it may actually be impacting your results in a good way. um, And you may not be realizing that. Is what I'm trying to say. So, again, it's really good to ask people like where they're coming to you from, but that's also just like one piece of data. So, this is why it takes a while (laughs) to, uh, you know, realize any kind of ROI from your marketing. So, you know, outside of the fact that, you know, you may be new in business and you're trying to figure everything out. It also takes some time for people to really trust you and really want to work with you. Um, And I wish that wasn't the case. Like if you were selling a product, uh, I think it would be easier because people can make that decision a little bit easier because, you know, there's ways that you can show that trust. Um, But when you're marketing yourself and you're selling a service, it can be a little bit uh, more complicated. And another thing that I wanted to mention is let's say you do this like big marketing push, uh, when you start your business and you're like gung ho, you know, full on marketing. And then you take a break, you go on vacation or life happens, whatever you have some other priorities, like that's going to impact your results. So that break you know, maybe it's fine and you come back to some new leads or, um, you know, possibly even some customers who were just waiting for you to come back. Great. But like the timing of when you promote and how much you promote um, can actually impact your results. So like if you did a big push uh, and we're constantly promoting your offers and then you didn't see any results from that, it's also possible that like all of that consistency that you did, like the people haven't necessarily caught up with that yet. And, you know, the next month you're actually make a lot more sales. And, you know, obviously this is like if you're further along in your business. So you just have to be aware of that too when you're making these decisions about whether your, you know, strategy is working or, or not. Because you have to be aware of when you're like, it's called like launching, you know, when you're launching your offer, um if you do it in a in a specific time period, um like that's going to impact when people actually become your clients and if you take a break, that may also impact that as well. So be aware of that. And kind of related to that is you know, also you have to know what kind of business owner are you. If this is your full-time thing and you're going full-on, like promoting your offers, promoting whatever you do, your service every single day, and like nothing's working, then, and you're really full-on in it, you know, like your your head is in it, you're, you believe in what you're offering. That's another whole can of worms. It, like your mindset is very important in in terms of like whether your marketing strategy is going to work, because if you don't believe in what you're offering, then nobody else will either. So, you know, that may be an area you may want to look at. Um, But if you are going full on and you can tell yourself that, yes, I promoted this offer until like the cows came came home um, and I still didn't get a sale, or I still didn't get any interest, or I still didn't book a call to even, you know, talk about it with somebody, then that's probably a time when you want to pivot or when you want to look at another strategy because you are going full on and nothing's happening. And so obviously there may be other factors, you know, like I said before, like your messaging, uh, your offer, maybe not, not right. So you may want to rethink that a little bit obviously this is something great to do with a coach. Um, but then there are others who don't have a full-time business. Maybe you are doing this part-time, uh, for any number of reasons. Maybe you have a full-time job and this is something you do on the side, or maybe, you know, you have other responsibilities, like you're a parent and you just don't have like a full-time kind of schedule. So you have to take those things into consideration. When you're like deciding whether or not to keep doing this strategy, because if you're just doing something part time, then you kind of have to expect part time results, unfortunately. But obviously, you know, there are things you can do if you're if you're part time to kind of increase the um, likelihood of having good results. So, I mean, if it's a part-time business, maybe you can invest more money in ads or things that kind of run in the background that you set up once and they keep going. Or, you know, you may have to basically make more investments or do things kind of like um, there's a strategy of like content batching where you create a bunch of content all at once Um, And then you schedule it out so that like your business can kind of keep running, even though you're not there. So those are some, you know, considerations. And then finally, I'm going to close on this. So if you've thought about all these different things and you realize that you do need to pivot or you do need to scrap, you know, this strategy and start over, I want you to first like, you know, make that decision and be okay with it because being an entrepreneur is a huge learning experience and learning opportunity. So you didn't fail. (laughs) I want to say that, um, you're just learning what works. And in order for you to learn that sometimes things just can't work out. And that's where you actually get the biggest lessons if you're open to them. So, Before you like literally throw everything away and scrap everything, you want to actually take the time to figure out what did work well, you know, what you can bring into your next attempt or your next try Um, and take the time to figure those things out. Because most likely, even if you got very little results from whatever marketing strategy you're doing, you're still going to have a little bit of data. And I know it's not always easy to see that data, but you can, you know, try because <laughs> a lot of us, when we have a quote unquote failure in our business, we kind of shut down. We, we like start judging ourselves. We start wondering, like, why is this so difficult? You know, why couldn't I make this work? And then we stop, you know, we shut off basically that like analytical part of ourselves. And we don't look to see like, what are the lessons here? And I think that's another skill that you have to learn as an entrepreneur is to kind of distance yourself a little bit from the emotional side of things. And, uh, I mean, obviously if you feel like shitty because it didn't work out, take some time and just be with that and journal on it maybe, or, you know, release that negative energy because it's not going to, you know, help you. So maybe do that first, but then once you've had like a minute to like get over that or a couple days, whatever, then go and look at it with that more analytical side of you. Um, even if you're not an analytical person, that's a skill that you're going to have to like work on and try to figure out what did work well and what can I improve um, the next time I try this or with my next attempt or with my next marketing strategy that I want to try. And what might I need to change to make it work better? Because this is something that, All of us do as entrepreneurs and, you know, coming from a marketing background, I've totally had to do this like multiple times, like, you know, what I thought might have worked in marketing and I'm talking like in the corporate world, like, you know, we had plans, we had strategies, everything was well laid out. And then when we actually went and did the thing, the results were very different than what we had expected. And that's just a normal part of marketing and you have to be okay with that. And the way that you fix it, you know, in terms of getting better results is by optimizing and by looking at, you know, what can I tweak on this landing page to make this convert better? What language do I need to use? Um, can I change the subject line to make it a little bit more impactful or to make it more interesting? Like all kinds of things are tested in marketing. And obviously, you know, you need to have a little bit of marketing background to be able to do those things. Uh, but on a small scale, if you're a business owner, you do want to start thinking that way. And the more you think that way, the more effective your marketing will be. And in the long run, the less effort you'll have to put in because you'll just optimize the marketing strategies that you're already doing instead of trying to like, you know, chase the next shiny thing and chase the next strategy because eventually you'll realize what works for you and you'll just do more of that. (laughs) And, you know, at one point in your business later on, you may want to be on more channels or, you know, uh, have more things going because you're trying to scale your business and that's fine. But when you're just getting started, you really want to just take the time to figure out what actually works for me and for my business and what do I enjoy doing and what do I actually want to have a process for, for example. So um, I think the time that you spend trying to figure that out is like, very valuable and you shouldn't try to you know skip over that part because the more you can learn now about what marketing strategies work for you the less you'll have to worry about it in the future so hopefully that helps and hopefully you can apply it to the marketing strategies you pick and your business and I'm here if you have any questions So I hope that was helpful to you. And if you made it this far, I wanted to share uh, a little resource I created on my website. Uh, You can go to agathabrewer.com forward slash quiz. Um, And this is if you want to figure out which marketing strategies are the best fit for you. And I created this quiz with just a couple questions that'll help you find the best marketing strategies uh, for you based on your personality, based on your strengths. So hopefully that's helpful and can get your, you know, uh ideas flowing and obviously you don't have to do all of the suggestions that i give you but um every type of person uh and kind of like personality style uh will get three custom strategies um, that you can work on in your business so i wanted to help people um kind of find the best marketing strategies for them because i believe in um, The fact that everybody is an individual and every business owner um, should have their own individual marketing strategy because not everything will work for everyone based on, you know, the the way you show up in the world. So, uh, again, it's agathabrewer.com forward slash quiz. And I'll put that also in the show notes uh, so you can find it easily.
0: Thank you for listening. To the intentional solopreneur i hope you're getting some good information and some inspiration to help you grow your business if you like what you've heard and you want the support of a business coach come on over to agathabrewer.com and schedule a free consultation with me in this call we'll talk about your goals for your business and see if it makes sense for us to work together my one-on-one coaching program is specifically built to help new entrepreneurs like you launch and grow a successful business. This program will help you get clarity on what you want to build, create a strategic plan of action, and identify and release any mindset blocks that are standing in your way. Because building a business shouldn't be so hard. And with my support, you'll reach your goals way faster than if you try to do it all alone. So I invite you to give yourself the gift of personalized support So you can build your dream business that allows you to live the life you want and make a bigger impact on the world.